Hello everybody, this is Minister Mercy with another episode of Spiritual Conversations with Minister Mercy. Today's episode is titled Christianity 101, Faith and Repentance. When Jesus began his ministry, his first statement was, repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. And this is from Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. The kingdom of heaven invaded earth, so man can be reconciled back to God. Jesus came to reconcile man back to God. He came proclaiming the good news about the kingdom of God. He demonstrated the presence of the kingdom through his healing and deliverance miracles. The Bible tells us that we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The devil holds the souls of all sinners captive in his kingdom. You may be thinking to yourself, I am no sinner. If this thought has ever crossed your mind, be rest assured, it is the sin in you that gave you this thought. If you say you are not a sinner, are you then saying that Romans 3 verse 23 is a lie? Let's read that chapter. Romans 3 verse 23. It tells us, For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Although God had declared all people's sinners, He also has shown us a way to be made right with him. We are made right with God when we place our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes. No matter who we are, as I read before in Romans 3, 23, for everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Some sins may seem bigger to us than others because their obvious consequences are much more serious. Murder, for example, seems to be worse than hatred, and idolatry seems worse than pride or lust. But this does not mean that if we only commit what seems to be lesser sins, God would allow us into his kingdom when we die. No, it doesn't mean that. All sin makes us sinners, and all sin casts us off from our Holy Father. All sin, therefore, leads to internal death because it disqualifies us from living with God. Regardless of how great or small it seems, don't minimize little sins or overrate big sins. They all separate us from God, but they all can be forgiven if we repent and turn to Jesus. When we put our faith in Jesus, God says we are righteous, which means that we have truly been declared not guilty. For example, when a judge in a court of law declares a defendant not guilty, all the charges are removed from the defendant's record. Legally, 
it is as if the person was never even accused. When God forgives your sins, he wipes your records clean. He declares you not guilty and restores your relationship with him. From God's point of view, it is as though you have never sinned. He can do this because Jesus took all our sins on himself and paid the penalty that we deserved. Jesus paid the full price of our sin so we can be free from his full penalty and consequences. Jesus died in our place for our sins. We have rebelled against God and cut ourselves off from his life-giving power. But God declares Jesus' death to be the appropriate designated sacrifice for our sin. He is our lamb, our lamb sacrifice for us. Jesus stands in our place, having paid the penalty of death for our sin. His death completely satisfies God's demand for justice. His sacrifice brings pardon, deliverance, and freedom. All other religions prescribe specific duties that must be performed to make a person acceptable to a God. But Christianity is unique. Christianity teaches that no good deed we do will make us right with God. No amount of human achievement or progress in personal development will close the gap between God's moral perfection and our imperfect daily performances. Doing good is good, it's important that we do good, but it will not earn us a place in heaven with God. We are saved only by trusting in what God has made available for us through Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 to 9 tells us, God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. We receive this gift of grace when we repent of our sins. Repentance comes when we hear the voice, the word of God being preached. Therefore, the word of God needs to be preached before we are convicted of our sins. We are inwardly humbled in our spirit and our soul and outwardly transformed when we truly receive the word that's been preached. According to Thomas Watson, a Puritan writer, in his book, um, The Doctrine of Repentance, he stated that repentance is a spiritual medicine made up of six special ingredients. One is sight of sin. Second, sorrow for sin. The third one is confession of sin. The fourth one is shame for sin. The fifth one is hatred for sin. And the sixth one is turning from sin. From this, you can explain it as like this. When you hear the 
word of God being preached and you're convicted of your sins, that is the sight of sin. A sorrow, you, you know, you become sorrowful for what you have done, for rebelling against God. This is what Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10, where he says, it is the sorrow, you know, of sin that brings godly repentance. When you have knowledge that you are a sinner, you become very sorrowful. And it is this that will lead you to repentance. Then it will lead you to confession of your sin. You, when Once you have confessed of that sin, you are ashamed of that sin. You, be, you develop a hatred for sin. You develop a hatred for sin and you turn away from sin. This is what it means to repent. This is what it means to repent. Repentance is turning away from sin, turning away from the way you were behaving before and from the things you were thinking and believing on before and turning the other direction. Paul Watson also said, Thomas Watson also said, he made the statement, if any one of these ingredients are left out, then genuine repentance will not be achieved. Genuine repentance will not be achieved. He also addressed what counterfeit repentance is. He said the first counterfeit repentance is legal terror. He gave an example of a man who has been living in sin for a long time. When God touches his conscience and he thinks about all the horrible things he had done, he feels remorseful. He may feel you know, because he has felt some bitterness because of his sin, making him feel he has repented. Do not be deceived. This is not repentance. Ahab and Judas felt some guilt in their conscience. It did not mean they repented. It is one thing to be a terrified sinner and another to be a repentant sinner. Therefore, it is better to be a repentant sinner than a terrified sinner. This is what he's saying. He's saying sense of guilt is enough to make one to be terrified of their sin. And he then says, it is godly sorrow that leads to repentance. And godly sorrow can only come when there is true conviction of what we have done. You know, we have sinned against God. This is only time we can feel godly sorrow when the Spirit of God convicts us of our sins. As I said at the beginning of this conversation, the first statement Jesus made at the beginning of his ministry was, repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near, Matthew 4:17. Without repentance, we cannot come to God and our sins will not be forgiven. The apostles preached repentance. For example, in Acts 3, verse 19, Peter said, Now repent of your sins and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped away. Again in Acts 8, verse 22, Repent of your wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps he will forgive your evil thoughts. Repentance is a foundational grace. For example, Hebrews 6 verse 1 reads, Surely we 
we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds. Certain basic teachings are essential for all believers to understand. You know, it is all important. The essential basic teachings of Christianity. This basic teaching includes the importance of repentance from sin. Luke 24 verse 47 tells us that repentance should be preached in Jesus' name. There is forgiveness of sin for all who repent. Jesus Christ has purchased in his blood that repenting sinners should be saved. His blood made that possible for us. Repenting sinners should be saved. Any church that is not preaching the doctrine of sin and repentance is not preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It is important that people are made aware of the sins in their life. Because without repentance, you cannot truly be a born-again Christian. It is through repentance that people have access to God. It is through repentance that we are truly convicted of our sins in our life. And through that conviction, we then repent and turn the other way. And turn the other way. So repentance is important. It is important that churches preach to their people the importance of repenting of their sins. Repentance is not a, a, just a, a one-off thing you do at, at one point in your life and then that's it. No. Repentance is a progressive thing. Every time you approach God, you should have a repentant heart. You should have a repentant heart because sometimes we were not aware of the sins we have committed, either through our words or through our thoughts or even through our actions. So it's when we humble ourselves and come before God with a repentant and a contrite heart that the Spirit of God will shine His touch on our heart and show us the areas we need to repent of we need to repent of the areas where we have offended the spirit of god so repentance is important it is important that we understand the true meaning of repentance yes this is what i have to say today i pray the spirit of god will use this word to minister to your spirit if you have not truly and sincerely repented of your sins you know and you call yourself a christian Please, I beseech you, repent and turn to God to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. You know, 1 John chapter 1 verse 19 tells us, If we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Please repent of your sins and turn to God with all your heart. Tomorrow may be too late. There is no repentance in the grave. Thank you for listening. God bless you. As you subscribe, please click on the notification bell so you'll be able to get um, the next videos that I will be uploading. Until then, may the Lord watch over you and your family. Goodbye. God bless.